Okay. Is it, is it going? Okay. So that's what I mean. What I was saying is that the new Joker trailer, mm-hmm. totally off the chain, and Wake Up Phoenix is uh, definitely bring, <laughs> bringing it. Not, yeah. Not to DDL caliber levels, but uh, he's in the he's in the same realm. I don't know if you saw the man. Uh, you were never really here. He was fucking awesome. I haven't seen too. that yet. I really want to. <laughs> Yeah, it's all it's really amazingly disturbing because it has like all these like scenes of trauma, but they're cut out. All the violence is cut out, but it makes it so much more disturbing because it's cut out or it's like just the last frame of the action begins the awful violence and it just leaves so much more to the imagination. Mm. And uh, he just does a ton of really subtle acting similar to the way that he did in uh, The Master, I guess. But Okay, yeah. See, like I a, wasn't I wasn't crazy about the master, but I really liked his the performances in it. Yeah, he was he was good in that, and then you know, Walk Hard or whatever that one was really called, the uh, Cash. <laughs> Johnny Cash thing that was not directed by uh, um, <laughs> the guy that did Forty Year Old Virgin. Right, not that one. Well, well, speaking of not just Batman villains and Batman in general, but uh, Leela, I didn't know that Robert Pattinson was going to be new Batman. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they just—I just saw that on the tweeter. That's fascinating. <laughs> right. Um, and and I want to just know how many like dudes' rights groups are just like fisting themselves over this one in anger. No. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> like, cause they're happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized that was good. I was like, well, that could go either way. <laughs> like, I'm so mad. I know what I'm gonna do. I, I mean, mean um... what do you what do you have to do to be him? You have to be. Rudy is what Rudy, we're... Yeah. and you have to have a strong jawline. Exactly. Are those he's, pretty he's much really the requirements? No. Oh, oh, you mean Batman? Yeah. Oh. Not a uh, vampire. Not Wacom Phoenix. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not talking about vampires or Wacom Phoenix. Though we were talking about Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Well, have have you guys seen either uh, good uh, Good Times or High Life? I have not seen either of those movies. <laughs> they both sound like weed. Uh, they both sound like weed strains. That's uh, true, yeah. <laughs> um, but good. Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> That's the highlight. Alaskan Thunderfuck, um, <laughs> which is probably my favorite uh, weed strain name. Um, I was like, it's not a Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. It's like you're uh, like. Um, uh, I'll take a box of Thimmis and two boxes of Alaskan Thunderfuck, yo. <laughs> Girl Scout's like, I got you. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. No, no, Good Good Times, was, they're both, like, indie films. Good Times was kind of a semi-horror film that he did that was honestly just, he, he was terrifying. Um, so he, he, dude can act, yeah. Yeah. Um, and High, uh, High Life just came out, and uh, it was also, like, a, it's a really grim sci-fi film, uh, and it's very low-budge. I guess it's, I'm always surprised when there's a new Batman because I'm like, oh yeah, I guess they would keep making Batman movies. Hey. What, there, what could there possibly be left to say? Meet the new Batman, same as the old Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I did there, yes. Well done. Well done. And we've met our quota. And today we're talking about Batman. We're not. No, we're not. Oh, we're no, not. we're not talking oh. about. I'm just going to throw out pages worth of notes, I guess. Never not mind. Oh, Wacom Phoenix is no DDL, but he's close. DDL mm. being Daniel Day-Lewis, obviously. Since we're yeah. talking about the Joker, Ira, 
could you give us a bit of Joker, please? Oh, I, please, I don't sir. know. Please, sir? <laughs> what do you think about that, Batso? <laughs> <laughs> do the chew him up. Chew him up and spit him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so good. That's oh, really man. good. I feel like if Mark Hamill were listening to this, he'd be he'd, he'd be shaking, shaking his head in approval. He'd, he'd in yeah. disgust. Disgust. There's I'm a send actually, this to him. I tweet has, with him sometimes. Have he ever done anything bad? Like I mean he's like positive about everything. Yeah. Uh he was you know who was originally supposed to be the voice of Joker on the animated series was Tim Curry. Oh, oh man! Oh. Uh, he, he already was reading for the part, and uh, Mark Hamill came in to read for somebody else. But he was such an energetic Batman nerd. Everybody was like, "Oh no, we have to replace Tim Curry because <laughs> this guy's perfect for the Joker." That's hilarious. Yeah, right. And Tim Curry was like, "I was trying to get my evil clown bingo." <laughs> <laughs> Speaking, of I that, like to think he was pretty good sport about sure it. Plus, it was. Would have been busy filming Congo about that point. Speaking of mm. evil, evil clown bingo, you saw the new it trailer. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, dude. Yes, I'm, yes. Uh, segway. So they, yeah, they put that uh that amazing scene from the, mm-hmm. from the book. In this there. is Kirsch's house. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I remember reading that part as a kid and thinking that was like the best thing that our horror could ever provide was like the offness of that and how it like slowly slowly draws you into its offness <laughs> right <laughs> because everything's so creepy and i like that the trailer was a prolonged look at that scene right it was just this whole yeah uncomfortable and it didn't let you go by cutting to something else from the mm-hmm. movie yeah, it was so good. Kept... It was like an old school horror movie trailer where they just straight up show a section of the fucking. <laughs> they movie. just show a random part of the movie where somebody. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, and they're like, "Hey, it's like, so what, Walter what, Matthau what is think over there." <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What do you think about you know? And then it just cuts to the title, and that's the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was the trailer. It's like a Hammer movie. <laughs> but but this was great because it like you felt it you had the you felt the awkwardness of being in that situation and it just gets and not weird. being able to leave and when that old lady was just like nobody really dies here and just stares yes uh, yeah, I was like use frame that was for like two seconds at the end just to fuck with you I was like <laughs> I felt like we like... were framing a little freeze but... frame freeze frame <laughs> sorry no. What? And then she's like skittering behind her, all naked, like she mm-hmm. forgot her towel. But yeah. Gross. yeah, yeah, and yeah. also another thing I noticed was I was worried they were like I'd heard they were just gonna straight up cut the kids out of the second one, right? And and they didn't seem to do that, which I really hope they did leave it in, and that they're gonna expound on some of the stuff that they maybe have left out in the first movie. I mean, yeah. I hope so. It I I would hate to not see them at all, but. I am really happy at the casting. Well, I'm mostly happy that Bill Hader is uh, is Richie. I think he's he's perfect, perfect for the adult role. Yeah, yeah, that looks pretty sweet. So, other summer horror movies coming out this summer that you liked? Um, yeah. What's what's Yeah, right. Um. Just watched the second trailer for that, and it looks pretty fucked up. Yeah, it looks really damn good. And it's from the same... 
is it a what's the studio a 51 or something maybe? Uh, 824 24 does good good work yeah okay. hereditary uh, mm -hmm. yes hereditary is so so damn great <laughs> did you notice the triangular house that no i didn't <laughs> yeah it was in the trailer of hey this man he mm -hmm. <laughs> has his father's eyes um <laughs> Yeah, and I'm also like, oh, and Cheaty from uh, um, The Good Place is in it. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't well for him. Like, he's no, not he's just... He's, a, he's meant to be in awkward situations that are well-seeming, but actually are terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm very excited about that. And also, like, I, I, have, I have to admit something. I've never seen The Wicker Man. Oh, really? I mean, you need to see that to make Hot Fuzz make sense. I don't know why. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. This is just a dumbass movie. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not. I. I will be honest. I watched it and I was kind of like, Wait, it is. It's funny watching the Nicolas Cage, not the bees movie. I did see that, that one though. What is that called? <laughs> Sorry. What is that movie called? Not the bees. Uh, that's the. That's a remake of the Wicker Man. Yeah. Oh, it's the Wicker Man. Yeah. <laughs> It might even be called uh, Nicolas Cage Presents the Wicker Man. Yeah, it's just a Why is it bird? Why is it bird? Why is it bird? Why is it bird? Yeah, the part where he punches that bear. <laughs> no, when he punches that old lady dressed as a bear. Yeah, after she takes her hat off. Oh, wait. Maybe, she's just an old lady. Maybe I had <laughs> that punches, Then wait for it, and then he punches her. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, what she went down so fast? <laughs> What's up, from? Anyway. Uh, ball rats. Ball rats. Was her mother? Was her grandmother? <laughs> Gonna be a good summer. I think that's a good way to talk about our topic of summer movies. Having fun yeah, right? in the sun, sun, sun. It would be cool if, in the Joker, Wake on Phoenix's voice was done over with by Mark Hamill's voice the whole time, and people were like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> because it's like little scraggly ass like body, uh, but terrifying uh, Mark Hamill voice. I mean, uh, that would be that would be a choice. That would be a choice. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And I don't know if we mentioned it, but the fact that he's going to be Chucky and Mark Hamill's going to voice Chucky in Child's oh, Play. Yeah. Gotta mention yeah. that because you mentioned Mark Hamill a bunch. Gotta plug his shit. Gotta Friend plug of the show. <laughs> Friend of the show, so Mark Hamill. So now you're trying to get the Mark Hamill sponsorship. I've you been trying get to get that sweet Mark Hamill money, you know? Yeah. yeah. Shout out to people on Twitter, I think. And and also, uh, Wacom Phoenix is gonna go full uh, uh, golem on it and wear a suit with a bunch of little balls on it, and he plays the live action Chucky. <laughs> Yeah, little little known fact. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> that would be so great. Fuck, who uh, plays Gollum? I would, I would Andy tell Circus? him. Andy Circus? Andy Go full Andy Circus on it. Yeah, yeah I would tell him that he was going to play like a CGI character and make him wear all the balls and then just straight up put him in the movie like that. <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and then yeah. like at the premiere, just let him slowly put it. <laughs> He's just dumbass wearing a weird suit. Oh, man. That was, I think, probably the best non-segue intro we've ever done <laughs> summer summer so summer. we're talking about summer horror films Woo! movie scary summer screams if you will summer you know? screams. <laughs> sorry <laughs> no it's good yeah it's like uh oh wait wait it sounded like you had that pre-recorded 
Right. We did not. Uh-huh. But, so are we now talking about our favorite summer horror movies, or are we still talking about movies coming out this summer? Nope, so, okay, if there's tonight. anything else you want to talk about uh, that is coming out, please mention it. Uh, the a, Dead Don't it, Die. Dead Don't oh, Die. Yes, right. good call. Good Jim call. Douche, douching it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right, Matthew McConaughey, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got Adam Driver as a nerd. Uh-huh. A repertoire and uh, a Michonne version of uh, Tilda Swinton. That's got to be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and do, doing a, a. When I think of the Scottish polar accent, opposite not sure. of yeah. Michonne, I do think Tilda Swinton. <laughs> I mean, I. I uh, yes. Yeah, it's got Adam Driver, uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Tilda, it's got everybody in it. Parkin Iggy Pop is most likely in it. I'm just guessing because it's a Jim Jarmusch movie. So is Dead Don't Die, is that another, is that a remake of an old horror title? For some reason, I felt like I'd heard that title before. Mm, don't no, know. It's just the unofficial uh, motto of House Greyjoy. <laughs> no, that's uh, <laughs> What is Dead May Never Die. That's, that's right. Whatever. And in Strange Eons, even Death May Die is from H.P. Lovecraft. Oh. Mm. Die, monster, die is a shitty old 50s movie. I don't know. <laughs> Have you guys seen the trailer for Ma? Yeah, that looks crazy. I oh, actually yes. we went and saw Us the other night, and I got up to use the bathroom, and at the beginning of the trailer, it was like, oh, it just looks like a teen comedy or something. And when I came back, it was like, uh, Octav- is it Octavia Spencer? Is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, fucking like has all these kids tied up. I'm like, Jesus, what is this movie? Uh, looks fascinating. Yep. And also Godzilla. Good. I am excited about that. <laughs> Not technically horror, but you know. It's got giant monsters in it. I think that's fine. It and counts. Yeah, I think it counts. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that was, you know, looked appealing. Uh, a couple of, like, sequel, 47 meters down, the next chapter. Boo. I really didn't because... like that one. Haven't seen uh, it, it had it had a couple of shots I enjoyed, but ultimately I was like, oh, I don't know. There's only and... maybe for me. Well, why don't we get back into protocol real quick? Is that the reef? Ira? Yeah, it was the reef. No, it was open water. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I was going to talk about open water. Before oh, y'all okay. die in open water, like because you're getting out in the the riptides, taking you out into the ether. What is everybody drinking? <laughs> oh yeah, right. Oh right. I am drinking a Camp Clementine to a uh, two town cider house, a citrusy summertime cider. Because mm. uh, I drink according to theme. Nice. Oh yeah, Jeff. I don't. I'm just drinking a Bell's Two Hearted Ale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Sorry, I've become I've come love to the ritual. <laughs> yeah. Every time uh, you you pop that tab, uh, an angel. Uh, gives up on life. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, what you... Gets its wings. An, an angel yeah. rebuilds his engine or something. <laughs> yeah. Like in his car, but out in his yard. <laughs> so I forgot to get my drink when I went to go rescue things from my dog. And my drink is sitting on the counter. Oh. oh. We can wait if you want to go get it. I don't know. That's okay. That's. We don't want to make you go through this thirsty. Just just go pick it up, and Jeff and I will bullshit for 30 seconds. Yeah. Okay. 
It'll and what fun. we talk about will be a surprise. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Is she gone? Is she gone? Do you think, you think she's, she's gone? gone? Do you think she's getting it? I don't know. What do you think her favorite summer horror movie is going to be? Uh, bet on it quickly. Good question. Uh, Lost Boys is my number one, I think. I'd say it'd probably be Lost Boys. Uh, what do you like most about Leela? Uh, what do I mo- like most about Leela? Mm-hmm. She's got a can-do attitude. Yeah. Uh, she's she's uh, clearly the leader. You, yeah, us. clearly the yeah. leader. She's our Leonardo. Mm-hmm. But we can't ever tell her that. So I mean, just obviously, you know, we and all the listeners say that we wouldn't tell them either. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm uh, back. Oh, right. Shut up. Oh. Shut up. Um. <laughs> uh. What? Did, what did you retrieve? What do you uh, yes. A boonshine tropical. Ah, lovely. Boonshine. All right. Boonshine. Here we go. Ready? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and the angel just like. Looked down at his hands and was like, "What's the fucking point? <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what am I even doing?" That <laughs> a boy, Clarence. That a boy. And we are off to a a, a start here. Rip roar and start. A rip roar and start. Summer play? screams. Summer scream. Screams. Mm-hmm. What 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 does this category really mean to everyone? That's a good question. I think. Ah. Right? Because to me, oh, it is like something yeah. that captures the sort of energy of summer. Like when you go out, kind of when you go out on a, like a warm summer night and you just kind of like feel the night around you and you're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. I could, you know, I could run from a guy with a knife right now. Yeah. <laughs> the warm yeah. air envelops you in, in like comfort and mosquitoes. Yeah. I could get yeah. on a, like a, a, a old bicycle, you know, and ride around to Scooter's Hollow with my friends, you know, and then poke a dead body. <laughs> really. mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, to me, right. yeah, I definitely think of hot summer nights. I think of bugs screeching, screaming, a storm approaching. I mm-hmm. think of the air being humid and thick, you know, just oh, heavy. Uh, heavy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, hey, uh, Leela, I think... Uh, if you could later on, uh, you could like it, while we're talking about atmosphere and nostalgia and stuff, you could like uh, put in some sounds of like cicadas or something. Yeah, so it's I was a thinking... slide whistle <laughs> or a slide whistle. <laughs> <laughs> no, like like stay on stay focused, stay focused. Stay focused. All uh, right, summer cicadas. Uh, maybe maybe the distant sound of thunder rumbling. You know, you're out on your porch. Yeah, you know. Like, maybe you've had a rich full day, you've gone down to the river, you've been at the pool, and uh, now it's just, it's a hot night, storms rolling in. It's beautiful, but it's also a little ominous. Right. So, Mm -hmm. at this point, in case any of our listeners have forgotten, we were all raised in the South. Mm -hmm. We're humid, thundery, rumbly. By the grace of God. Somewhat (laughs) ominous summer nights are a thing. Yeah. I mean, thunderstorms feature heavily in summer summer movies anyway. Like, even Terminator, I think, ends with, like, a storm approaching kind of a... Oh, yeah, yeah, driving into that uh, green screen, uh, blue screen uh, thunderstorm. Literal and figurative storm on the horizon. (laughs) It's when the the nothing is rolling in. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) But I think that's, I mean, that's kind of a good point because a lot of the summer movies focus around 
road trips, vacations, yes. places that you might go, like woods, camps, beaches. I already mentioned islands, like everywhere mm-hmm. you might vacate to. And then it kind of plays on a. It does. I, I, it's interesting when thinking about those. I thought about how romantic comedies do the same thing, but they do kind of the opposite. It's the it's the rolling the dice of getting out of the monotony of your day to day life. You're on a vacation. Something good or bad is going to happen. That's part of yeah, your adventurous spirit is to embrace life and you know face it head on whether you want to or not. Yeah, it's 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 putting on your your mixtape, going out with your friends. Your you know yeah, it's it's your living going life. To camp, going to a sleepaway camp. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, and and that's what makes the uh, the juxtaposition so kind of wonderful. Is uh, it's like you know yeah, it's all bright sunshine, happiness, and what it means to be alive versus the exact opposite of that. Where I go. Go ahead and name our uh, favorite ones. Our favorite one or our favorite ones? How are we? We can go ones. I mean, your short list. Are, are we talking fa- favorite? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna pick one at random here. Okay. All right. Uh, what what is so, yours? Are I think, and I know last time when we were talking about uh, in last episode, I made a comment. I didn't consider Jaws really a horror movie, except that I, I totally concede that it is. I just don't regard it quite as such. But Jaws, it's Jaws. It's well because it's the summer movie. It's yeah. the summer. It's it. And again, I think of it as an adventure film with horror elements. I mean, like I don't know. Did, should I just give a quick rundown of what I love so much about Jaws? Oh, do it. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so in my mind, it might my favorite movie not just in this genre but ever (laughs) like it's every time i watch it i I tend to notice something different like the last time i saw it and if we're putting in the context of like a summer scare kind of thing like uh, the opening shot you know i mean after aside from the first person underwater uh view of the monster it cuts to kids on a beach uh partying passing around a joint playing guitar wearing bell bottoms you know drinking beer and stuff And that first death, Chrissy, I think her name was, it felt to me almost like, almost like a ritual virginal sacrifice or something. You know, she's an island girl. She swims nude out into the ocean. You can tell she clearly loves where she lives and she's very at home there. But there's something very weird and sacrificial about it almost. Um, And that got me thinking, I'm, I'm like, okay, what if what if the shark is not even really a shark? What if it's something more like a demigod? Right. It's also, yeah, I mean, at that point, even though you know the movie's about a shark, the mm-hmm. death is so crazy that it's yeah. like, it's crazier than any of the other deaths in the movie. Like, because yeah. you never see anything. Uh, and it's just like, the person suddenly is like being flung left and right in the water. No, no, yeah. I mean, it's it's... Again, I mean, it, like even watching it now, it's still very effective and wonderfully yeah, terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, like the protagonist, you know, Chief Brody, his whole thing is he—he's a a cop from New York. He wants to do well, but like he's also afraid of water. Like his, you know, it's a good establishing thing that he's afraid of water. 
But it, but every scene you watch, there's something amazing hidden in it. I noticed last time that while he's on the phone, when he gets the word about the first attack, his son comes in and shows his mom. He's like, I cut myself on the swing set. And he holds up his bloody hand. And the mom is like, ugh, and like helps him clean it up in the background. And before he leaves, uh, Brody's like, uh, I want you to stay off those swing sets. They're dangerous. And then um, then while he's still talking, the kid is like, can I go swimming after uh, breakfast? And the mom's like, yeah, sure. Just make sure you put a Band-Aid on. And so uh, there's this theme of like blood hint. in the water. Yeah. And, as, and as he's driving away from the house, the kid and the mom are back on the swing set. It's a very subtle thing, but it's like it's saying like, yeah, it's a place that you play, even though, you know, it's dangerous. And the yeah. ocean is like right behind them. And, you know, he's going to go swimming later. You know, there's going to be blood in the water. And it's just full of little wonderful things like that, little right. commentaries. And not to mention, you know, like we could do a whole freaking episode talking about Jaws, honestly. But like um, we probably should. We probably yeah. just should. Uh, <laughs> but another few quick things that I really like about it, going back to the whole the shark is a demigod thing. I think it's supported by the fact that Brody asks both the shark experts in the movie, Hooper and uh, Quint. Have you ever seen a shark do this? At two different points, he asks them, and they both say no. This is not normal behavior. And I think that's what elevates that movie beyond anything any other shark movies ever come close to. Because it's not really a shark. It's something different. It's something right. more primal and whatever. And the fact that maybe it's something like a, a monster or a demigod, it makes me feel like the last half of the movie, when they go to hunt it down... Uh, it feels a little more like the epic of Gilgamesh or something. You know, it's these brothers bound together by honor and they have to go slay a monster. It just right. works and all like, yeah, it part of it really is a horror movie. And part of it has, you know, Quint has his whole Ahab thing, you know, and then when he gives his horrifying and compelling speech about the Indianapolis, I think what's really poignant about that scene, not just that it's very well written and very well performed, but he describes how they were delivering the bombs. They were delivering the bombs that right. would eventually bomb Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And it's almost like he talks about them like they were doomed, like they right. were doomed to die out there. I don't Maybe know. They were just doing something bad. Yeah, yeah. A, or as, yeah. Some sort of weird karmic uh, yeah. justice or, or something fucked up like that. Like, I, I don't know. The movie is just really well balanced and paced and it makes you nervous every time you see the barrels in the water like it's you know it does so much with but seemingly it also has quite a bit of light atmosphere in terms of like reminding you of a beach vacation it, although it's you know on yeah, right? and there's a ton of bad things that happen you also get one great thing that like i feel like the greatest of horror movies do is capture an exact era in like a way oh, that yeah that oh, yeah. it is documentarian almost like it's just like their clothing uh yeah. nuance you've got the college boy uh blue collar uh back and forth dynamic you've got the old man you know on the sea all the all the archetypes that are present in the atmosphere of that time and also like uh just the feeling of being like you're on that beach like you're in that beach community when you're watching that movie that's a uh, so it is it, the beauty of it is like you know, of these movies too is like you get to kind of be on vacation, but there's no risk for you, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And yeah. uh, I, I will say the first time, it, and it has a wonderful trope that I've always enjoyed in monster movies. It's that the kid is the first one to lay eyes on it. Like when he, when his son is in the pond and the little, um, in the little boat with his friends that gets overturned, he turns just in time. And there's that horrifying profile shot of it under, it's not out of the water. It's just under the surface and it drags that guy down. Yeah. I, you know, the scene I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, whew, man, it just, uh, that's the first time you see it, you know, and it, it's, I think I'll come back to this later, this idea of like kids being sort of the introduction, the eyes to the horror uh, being being the means of the first means of perception. Yeah. Yeah. I I could go on and on. I love that movie um, and I'll probably watch it again here soon. Yeah, we'll have to watch. That. I mean, I think if we we're going to make a film festival list, that would be the headliner. Oh, right. totally. based, based yeah. on the, the weight of the conversation we've had but Lila, do you want to go with your pick <laughs> oh oh and real real quick before we get away from it uh, the wonder like a dark threatening music and then really upbeat fun he's like can't go down with three barrels not with three <laughs> 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 did a fucking pony just get out of the stable and they're chasing it down like... <laughs> yeah yeah okay okay Lila, what do you got okay um Jaws, solid pick. Mm-hmm. Definitely would be one of my top three. Um, but since you already said it, I'm going to go with The Raft from Creepshow 2. Good call. <laughs> like, I did not think you would do that one. <laughs> I, oh. think, I think that it perfectly encapsulates summer and horror and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Teenagery oh, fun. Break it down for us, Camacho. <laughs> How does Camacho? what's the plot? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's what's the plot of this uh of this little little story? Ah, sure. Well, it's pretty simple. Teens go to the lake, swim out to the raft in the middle of the lake. One of them gets eaten by a gelatinous blob. Mm-hmm. This movie fucking terrified me when I was. And there. then it it's and then it just stays out there. Right, and they it can't just get hangs back. out. Right, and they can't get back. And they're they're in view of their car that they can't get to, and it's it's also like I think one of the other insufferable details is that it was one of the last days of summer. It was one of the very last days they could have gone out. It would have been better if they hadn't. <laughs> Should have stayed home, kids. This is just a straight up tales of the from the crib style horror. Right, horror and that's story. and that's what it needed to be, and yeah. it terrified me as a child. Yeah, it's just yeah. like an oil skin that lives on top of the water. Right, and it's a garbage bag that it's moves around on the water. <laughs> you can just call it what it is. It looks like the Shelly egg. It does. That episode of Star Trek Next Generation. But when it like gets on people, they just start dissolving. Mm-hmm. That is, I think, because they didn't do a lot of that effect as a kid. It was definitely like horrifying, and also their numbers dwindle very quickly. Like you're yeah, just like yeah. you're just like oh <clears throat> shit, and that like comes through the seams of the raft to kill some of the kids, and you're like what the fuck, and then there's like a, uh, you know, a question of like whether or not this guy's gonna use this girl to like as bait so he can swim to safety or whatever. <laughs> like there's which like, is what he does, <laughs> and they swim. They if memory serves, it, they spend the night on the raft. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it has yeah, it's a gruesome ending, and you're just like, Ugh. it really does because so. Why do you they, like that, Lila? Was it is it because that's what life is really like? Yes. <laughs> you know, series it's of down endings. And they, like, it's a down ending. It's a down also, the kid does make it to shore, and it's the and fact that he turns. Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't know you were there. You yet. are getting ahead. 
I am. Let Leela tell the story. Of the we let you talk about Jaws. And right. Oh, I have something else to say about Jaws. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, say it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this plastic bag demigod in the, <laughs> in the lake. I see what you did there. Yeah, I did. So... Leela, are you going to suck this movie's cock like I heard just suck Jaws' cock? Well, I mean, it's probably... No, I just, I just love it because it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a happy ending, and you know that. Because they're mm, all... I didn't know that the first time I watched it. I knew it at the end, though. Right. But you were six. Yeah. Granted, I haven't watched this in, you know, 15 years or so. I just remember it being very effective in all and ticking all the boxes that we're currently talking about. Right? Yeah. Yes. Horror, summer, that feeling, youthful indiscretion. All yes. This because... People are dying, and yet when they wake up on the raft, like he starts rap- rubbing her boobs. You know. Yeah, it's gross. Like, you that know? part's gross. Uh, and then it's all over her face because it seeped up through the cracks in the raft, mm-hmm. and it eats her. And then while it's eating her, he jumps off the raft and swims, and he gets there, and he's all like, "Woo!" And I then beat you. Beat you, and then it's, huh, nope. And it comes up like a wave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And as it's... Like, and then there's this last scene under the vegetation that's like, no swimming. Oh, but you <laughs> forgot. It makes a big, hilarious burp sound. Yeah, it does. That's right. That's right. <laughs> burp. <laughs> and then, yeah, through the trees. It's like, no swimming. Though, just so you can sleep at night. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jeff, I remember you telling me about this movie that scared you when you were a kid, and I didn't realize it was that scene from from Creepshow 2, uh, but I was like, you're describing a Stephen King short story, because I'd read the short story, but I'd never seen it. Yeah. Uh, and I seem to remember this other detail in the short story where it hypnotizes people with color. Like, it shimmers yeah. this weird color, and they they can't pull their eyes away from it, and that's how it slowly entraps them. Um, I'm glad they didn't try to do that with 80s effects. <laughs> well, it's like the prettiest garbage like... bag of ever <laughs> <laughs> and it just like slowly zooms in on it and there's some bad color overlay changes it's like a kaleidoscope around the around the camera Jeff, like, what's your what? pick what's my pick oh okay yeah. this is a really difficult toss up between three movies for me yeah. uh, but I'm going to go with Serpent and the Rainbow oh. which is old school oh. Look at uh, you. Older. Yeah, a oh, Wes Craven lick. What, have you seen it? Uh, not in a long time. <laughs> Just like talking that way. <laughs> oh, okay. It's good. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I, uh, I don't remember it. Wes Craven, you say? Yeah, it's a Wes Craven It's lick. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. It's an yeah. actual zombie, like voodoo, Haitian zombie lore, mm-hmm. uh, where a guy goes to um, see <laughs> episode whatever about zombies. Yeah, and... Uh, he has to deal with uh, local politics, uh, a mi- murder mystery, and then a uh, actual real voodoo magic thrown in there for the mix. But uh, what I like about it is, that, like, again with the atmospheric, it's like seeing that movie as a kid. They're not—I mean, there are world movies, you know, like in the '80s. There were a few decent ones, but I felt like this one did a pretty good job of like it doesn't. It, it just casts, like, a world of mystery around all of the Haitian culture that's there. And it is uh, 
not in a 80s super pandery way there's a little bit of that <laughs> of course mm -hmm. but but it's mostly respectful and uh interested in the uh mythology of it so i don't know for the the young adventurous kid in me was definitely like taken away by that i think hmm. so interesting um, i would not have picked that one I would, yeah i wouldn't have guessed that as your pick either yeah. Well, I, I guess that was a, I mean, my other close second was Scream. Uh, okay. It's a good one. And or and the third one was The Hitcher. So the Hitcher's also good. Yeah. yeah. So all of those kind of have vacation elements or some element of like Scream has the no parents rule. Yeah, uh, it, it's hard right. to. I, I guess that's another thing. It's like. Um, it's maybe hard to d discern season sometimes and hard to say what exactly a quote-unquote summer movie is. But if I had to guess, I'd say that the idea of travel and also a tropical setting might sell right. the summer idea for you a little. Yeah. Not, would I be wrong tropical, summer, travel, and then also like uh, their summer blockbuster. When they come out is uh, indicative to like Scream as a summer blockbuster. Okay. Uh, if we're... If we're good there, I'd kind of like to segue into this idea of tropical uh, vacation settings to talk about a couple of other things. We cool with that? Let's do it. Cool with um, me because what? Because my other movie I was going to mention is in fact an international tropical setting. So I think I know what you're gonna say. Do you? Mm -hmm. I think you're gonna. It's a. Uh, is uh, just go ahead and let me guess. Go ahead and let oh, me guess. Okay. It's uh, Weekend at Bernie's too. Incorrect, but that is my favorite Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> movie because of the the uh, water skiing scene where he hits the buoys. <laughs> right on. You're going to say the ruins, weren't you? I was going to say the ruins. Because oh, I haven't it, seen that it, yet. It reminds me a lot of uh, The Raft, actually, now that I was thinking about it. it. It's it's almost exactly the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a lot really... more malicious and drawn out. Well, it's a full-length movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, I initially read the book and read thought... I've not seen the movie. Yeah, and I just thought, this would be really boring as a movie. Mm -hmm. Because, basically, the monster is like a plant. Mm -hmm. uh, and it doesn't sing like Audrey does. <laughs> but, well, um, it, does it talk at all in the movie? I mean, or does it mimic? It, it can mimic sounds. Like, at one point, it mimics a cell phone. Okay, because it straight up uses their voices against them in the book right <laughs> right yeah it does things like that but um but it's all this hunting mechanism that it has mm -hmm. and the natives because uh, they're somewhere in the jungle in mexico and the natives try to warn them and but no the dumbass american kids go up there anyway and then as soon as they've crossed this threshold and i assume are infected by this thing the natives are like oh shit and switch over to where they're making sure that they don't come back out that they, like yeah, they back across the perimeter. Quarantine them, yeah, essentially, and sort of the slow realization of what's going on, and then the horror, and it solidly works. Yeah, no, that's a that's a, a good pick, especially like the summer vacation. Like I seem to remember the the book starting with a sense of like, yeah, I'm on vacation, but honestly, like I'm a little bored. Um, vacation's cool, but you know, it's it's I'm kind of looking for some adventure. And exactly. then that, that just exactly. goes bad fast. And then it, I think what's really painful about that story is that there are so many times when it's clear it's a bad fucking idea to be out there. And they just keep, oh yeah. And I remember this one key moment in the story is when she is trying to get a photo of them. Right. And that's 
that's when she steps back across right. the threshold because the natives are like stop fucking walking but she's like i want to get a picture of all these native people and uh that's, and that's that's the transgression and that's exactly this whole ugly american get what they deserve sort of it does uh, have that vibe yes. baristas, <laughs> all of these things mm-hmm. all of yeah. these movies have that in common so yes yes well, speaking of tropical terror, Leela, I don't know if you've seen Zombie. Oh, I, I, it's on my list. It's on your list? Oh. It's because of the scene. <laughs> the, the, the scene where a zombie straight up fights a shark? Uh-huh. Yeah. What a <laughs> film. What a fucking film. I will say that, like, it holds up. It's like... It's a bit slow, and it, you know, uh, it's got those cheesy parts, like, when they're like, uh, this is where they must have buried the Spanish conquistador haze, and, like, it's very, uh, it's very cheesy, but when the zombies actually show up, it's, it's effective, like, they're really Yeah, it's effective, creepy they're good, and slow. they move slow, but, uh, yeah, and it has that, our soundtrack episode from last week, it has that great, uh, Sweet plotting. Fabio Frizi. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it starts with a trope that I personally really love. Um, it's, you know, the boat, the unmanned boat that floats into New York Harbor. And oh, cops yeah. go to check it out, and it seemingly no one is aboard. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's, of course, a zombie below deck, bites one of the officers, gets shot by the other officer, falls off the deck. And then it cuts to... A, a journalist, I think, and it follows his story to the Caribbean. But yeah, the, this the is lone, a good one. Yeah. It, it's it's creepy because it's a it's a slow build, and I, I especially like the boat entering the harbor because it reminds me uh, that happens in Dracula. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the, when the Demeter oh. arrives. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone's dead. I think there's one man who's been lashed to the mast and he's drained of all blood and all that. It happens in the relic, um, that boat, the, the trawler yeah, that floats right. in, and they've all been that's killed. How, that's how the expanse begins. I, I've been oh, it does. It. Oh, it does. Oh, sweet yeah. deal. Yeah, good call, man. Yeah, uh, anything with like a derelict craft that enters enters harbor, like I'm, I, I think it's a perfect creepy way to start. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. I'll sign. I'll, I'm intrigued. You had my attention. You had my interest. <laughs> you. Whatever. Yeah. First, you had my. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm Leo DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) That is what he said. But no, yeah, but Zombie, yeah, so like he, this journalist goes to the Caribbean, follows up on this story, and it goes back to that whole, again, like you said, Serpent and the Rainbow, like original origins of the zombie myth. You know, it's like um, this weird disease has been ravaging this island, and uh, yeah. It features one of the most gruesome deaths I've ever oh, seen. The eyeball one. The eyeball and the closet scene. Uh, you don't like eyeball shit. <laughs> you should skip that scene because and it's I mean, definitely like. <laughs> yeah, when it finally happens, there's a long build up to that uh, Olga Karloff's head being dragged into that splintered piece of wood. And when it finally makes contact, it's basically like a hard boiled egg. Like it's being <laughs> yeah. Imagine, like make an eighth grader make a really awesome prop for a fucking. <laughs> yeah, still I mean it's though, oh it's really it, really uh, fucking. Effective, it, like yeah. when it stabs it, it like comes out the pokes out the side and then like hangs on it. And you're like yeah. no. And she's screaming the whole time. 
Yeah. And that scene is remarkable, but really, yeah, the zombie fighting the shark is still beautiful. It's still a beautifully shot scene. Yeah, it's just a dude in a suit dressed like a zombie at the bottom it's of the just a, No, it's just, it's just dude holding his breath. It's just like a dude in makeup. And the shark, I mean, I know it was a different time. They heavily drugged it and had fed it. But that's a straight-up tiger shark that he's rolling around with. Yeah. Also, the zombie is on point when he's fighting a shark. But when he's on land, he's acting like an idiot. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the way he moves underwater is super spooky, and you know, it looks good. Well, yeah. You're out on the island now. Do you have a? And that's an island. One. That's an island. Like, yeah. Do Wicker Man? Uh, yeah, oh, that is a remote island. One. An island, yeah, and that ties back into we were talking before about Midsummer. Yeah, uh, do you guys want to talk about that? I I have not seen Wicker Man. I don't know anything about uh, Midsummer, other than the trailer. It looks good. Mm. What can you say about Wicker Man? Um, I mean, it does have the detective who goes, and it, it used the trope of, like, the whole town sort of against him from the beginning, and they won't give him any facts, and he slowly has to un- unpiece everything, but it is, and it it's more of the, like, quaint town cut-off, uh, mm-hmm. isolated, uh, I think, actually... 50% of Hammer movies use this. Uh, like, where it's, like, some British detective on a goddamn, like, remote... It, it It's, like, basically, like, don't go to remote parts of England. Like, that's what the movies are all telling you. Because he ends up uh, becoming the sacrifice that he's searching for in that. And the movie's boring, and but they went on to make Hot Fuzz, and that's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> which direct Well... I also think it does. What I do know about the movie is that it does underscore that idea that like summer is for life, but it's also like to what extent, like what ancient rituals do we need to go through to ensure that life and fertility maintain? Not having seen Midsummer, only guessing, you know what the the tone of it is. But yeah, this that that whole idea of like yeah, we're we're all alive and we'll do dark ancient rites in order to preserve uh that we have a good harvest that we have enough food to eat that people uh, that we're going to be you know uh people are going to be having enough kids and everything that old world kind of terror because inevitably we're going to get around to human sacrifice at some point right i mean and again that does it does kind of bother me that that is the uh the western movie view of like a lot of old world pagan practices we're like, oh, it's all going to end in satanic human sacrifice at some point. Um, whereas, you know, that's not entirely accurate. It's still fun and creepy because we don't understand it. It's just sort of like an outsider point of view of that thing. Um, I digress. Um, so moving maybe to beach related I, I, from islands. Should we do that? How many islands are there? Okay. Uh, well, you know, you got your zombie island. You got your uh, got your wicker man island. You know, like, you know, like when you hear about a really awesome amusement park and oh. your, your eccentric <laughs> yeah, uncle true. or whoever is <laughs> like, you know, hey, come check out this really cool place with this all this amazing stuff. Uh, and then yeah. that stuff tries to kill you. Where I spared no expense. <laughs> can, no- I, uh, can I vote that we pause the podcast here and I'll go listen to the Jeff Goldblum laugh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just put it in. Yeah. Uh, so ten minutes of that happened right ten, here. Ten and minutes. And we're back. Oh, and you loved every second of it. <laughs> I yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, when I think of nostalgic 
movies that, that one really was not even on my list of summer horror. But, it, that's but it totally counts. It yeah. totally counts. I mean, in the same way that like, and again, it's a Spielberg joint. Man knows his audience. He knows how to uh, how to tell a story when, especially again, again kid sees the monster first we did not the first person to lay eyes on a t-rex is the little girl um it's just it's it's good it's still just good i know it's a bit wacky maybe it hasn't aged that well i watched it again i guess last summer maybe summer before but goddamn, there's still so much about it that's amazing <laughs> the uh laura dern perfects the upside down mouth of horror in that movie when she screams run that's right. like she it's a perfect you it looks like, upside down you it looks like the, <laughs> like the comedy and tragedy it looks like tragedy yeah yeah she, her face is she is a, a rictus of pain yeah um an emotional terror but yeah like again it's like all the best parts of jaws the the thing you don't see about the creature but it's establishing its strength and power like in jaws when it rips the dock off uh off the you know rips the dock away from the shore in the beginning you have the velociraptor scene and you you see the bushes rustling and dude talking about their intelligence again like jaws yeah it's just a fun what what can we really say about it it does have this weird scene i don't know if you guys remember when dennis nedry is at the top of the hill uh at when he's trying to make it off the island after stealing all the dino dna Oh, sorry. I mean, Dino DNA. Um, <laughs> yeah. When, when he slips and falls in the mud, there is straight up a wacky cartoon sound effect. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, man. I thought maybe I put that in there with my memory. Is it really? I thought in there? that too. When I was a kid, and I was like, this is a multi million dollar movie. There's no way they just put a <laughs> sound wait, effect wait. in there. Yeah, but it's like, that's where the slide whistle should be. Damn. In, anyway, yeah, I don't really have much more. I to thought say about when that. you said an island, I thought you were going to talk about the island of Dr. Moreau, and I was going to have to shut you down. No, <laughs> no, I don't have anything prepared for that. So yeah, we don't, we don't have to go into that. Okay. All right. Moving on. Moving on. I've got one more island movie, and oh. uh, it's, if anything, more iconic than Jurassic Park. Fuck me. Oh, what is it? It's called Nymph Killer Mermaid. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> I think I saw this on the Spice Network. And uh, yeah. it's uh, pretty much what you'd think. And, uh, is it I a bush? Because it. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, is there a bush or what? <laughs> Jesus, Jeff, no, no it's, it's a lady. It's a, mermaid. A, lady it's a fish part on the bottom. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> it's a reverse mermaid, like in I the song. I you have really bushy eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> right, sorry, I'm the perfect. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I'm just saying, eyebrows. it's a movie yeah. that exists that's not as bad yes it is it's terrible okay but i didn't not enjoy it what if so you called? enjoyed it <laughs> maybe wasn't there a movie you told me about called she creature yeah she creature is an excellent movie but it doesn't really fit this the, the summer thing okay okay that's fair okay so what, what happens in nymph oh you know some beautiful People go on vacation on a Mediterranean island and people are getting killed. And apparently there's a mermaid that lives in a bunker underneath an old military installation. You know, that old chestnut. <laughs> that old <What? laughs> Just like in the stories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, that's pretty great. Yeah. Is she um, pissed or is she like cool with everything? She's hungry. Oh, okay. You know, that kind mm. of thing. That's fair. Yeah. 
There's a bit of a whodunit to it because, you know, somebody's helping. You know, it's just, it's one of those. So I just, I just wanted to mention that. No, no, that was the thing I've seen. But I, I particularly have a very soft spot for water monsters. Mm hmm. Same. Probably my favorite monster summer genre. Yeah. Have you seen the beach themed movie? The horror at Party Beach because that's a really good water monster. <laughs> it's it's not, and I actually was about to recommend a good movie you should watch. <laughs> I want to talk about Matt. Well, just I just want to ask real quick, Leela, have you seen Rogue? Uh, no, but I love it because of the poster already. Yes, yes, yeah. uh, giant saltwater crocodile flick. Yeah, um, it's yep, pretty yep. freaking solid. I Is it? it's a. It's a beautiful movie. Like they filmed like really gorgeous parts of the outback and the setup for it is it's pretty solid. Yeah. And also uh, it ends with the the closing credits music is don't ever smile at a crocodile, which I thought. Oh, was my God. Yeah. <laughs> OK, OK. Um, but you should see it. I think you dig it. Right. So, I mean, just to Jeff. Sorry. Go ahead. I was. Do you have anything else to say? about water monsters are we moving on uh, i think he's moving back on land uh, the thing the aquatic creature what comes ashore at night oh. yeah. to attack poor coeds well i think it's actually mainly women mm-hmm. unfortunately but he uh the uh is this after the creature from the black lagoon came out oh yes yes oh fuck me creature was that like makes 30s or 40s this movie was at least Late fifties or early sixties. Are we talking about horror at Party Beach? Horror, horror, horror at Party, Party Beach. Beach, yeah. So the Mystery Science Theater version is the only way to watch it, but it's I highly only recommend way to watch it. It's a great episode, though. <laughs> it, is, it is so good. The and creature looks like it is. He looks dirt. like he's got a mouthful of hot dogs. That's mouthful one thing. of hot dogs. Yeah, they're and like big buggy cartoon eyes. Yeah. Really difficult to tell what they're going for in it. Like it's, that's the. And it has a lot of really cringy kids do whopping on the beach, you know, just like yeah. just bad. Oh, it's bad. With a lot, the, a lot of drag racing. There's yeah. a whole song about it by the Sloppy Seconds. Yeah, it's a wow. it's a joke. It is a cultural icon. Solid song. <laughs> you mainly song. want to talk about that song. The song and the uh, Mr. Chance Theater episode are probably the best thing that came out of it. Yeah, so. not, it's certainly not the movie itself. The movie itself is fucking atrocious. <laughs> cool, yeah. And Jeff, I know last time you mentioned uh, The Fog when we were talking about music. Uh, right. And you had briefly mentioned uh, some nostalgia related to it. You know, ghost stories and, uh, I don't know, this topic got me thinking about ghost stories and urban legends were a thing that came up a lot. And but I don't know. Legend. Uh, not not mentioning the movie Urban Legend, which sucked bells. Or I but, know what you did last. Or I know what you did last summer, which uh, I read that book when I was in middle school, and I was like, oh, there's not a guy with a hook killing people. So I don't know if it's really worth my time, but um, I, I I'm not sure where we should go next. Wait, can uh, we go back to the water for a second? Oh, please, yeah, let's go back to the water. Are we okay. on the beach? Uh. Maybe a beach. The people on the beach are screaming at the people in the water about that. What are they screaming about? What's going on? They're screaming about the piranha. Mm, mm-hmm. I then, did want to ask you about this. So, have you I ever seen... I haven't seen any of them, no. Seriously? Okay. Oh, okay. I've seen clips <clears throat> of the original, but that's it. 
So the original, it's like one of those slow burn kind of 70s movies, right? Joe Dante joint. And then the, the, the second one, you know, they're upping it a little bit. However, the 2010 Piranha 3D. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. Keep saying it. <laughs> Keep talking. <laughs> Is good. Oh no! Yeah, I've I've seen a few clips of that one too. It is holy shit gory. <laughs> yeah, it really is, and it's, it, I, I was a little shocked. It's and it's not like one person gets eaten, and people are like, oh no, so and so's getting no no no. People are it's just like a massacre. It's just a fucking bloodbath. Like people a, are. They're, like they're trying to carry a lady out, and she just straight up rips in two. And right. like, it's a blood, I mean, and it's got like Richard Dreyfuss, Ving Rhames, Elizabeth Shue, Christopher Lloyd. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of A list <laughs> actors. Adam Scott's here. in it. Um, of course, Adam Scott. Uh, 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 Always um, bridging that comedy horror divide. And Eli Roth is in it too, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> Does he kill anybody with a bat? Uh, no, he's a wet T-shirt contest host i think oh, God, he would be yeah uh, exactly sorry. go ahead however i found it to be very enjoyable mm-hmm. and i think again it's ticking all these boxes scantily clad teenagers summertime uh-huh. good monster is, is there or is there not a scene in which a dick is bitten off floats down to the bottom and is nibbled apart by piranha <laughs> i just yes or no it uh, feels like it could be better than Zombievers. <laughs> I was going to mention. Oh, I no, haven't I'm, watched I'm it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Uh, there is. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> Answer the question, Senator. And it is, in fact, Jerry O'Connell's. Oh, no, not Jerry O'Connell's CGD. <laughs> CGD got it up. Oh. Did he at least have a dick double like uh, Cersei got? I mean, Cersei didn't get a dick double, but she got a body <laughs> double. Spoiler, <laughs> yeah. Mark Wahlberg had a dick Same. double. Know. He had a dick. Oh, attack, yeah. Like I a... mean, I fucking hope so. The thing was a monster. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a thing. It, was it a took three weeks to make it. Wow. Re- oh, I yeah. saw it. Sure, that's up. all. Gotta wow. look real. Yeah, yeah, it was impressive. Um... um yeah, I, sorry. Go ahead. I, I'm pretty sure it was CGI. Um, C- CGID. Yeah, CG, CGID. Yep. <laughs> On TCI Friday. CGW. Um, well, let's go back from Wanker. the beach and Yeah, water. it seems dangerous at the water. Let's go. Let's pull it back to like. Um, let's just go to camp. Let's just go camp. to camp. Oh, that yeah, seems safer. Yeah, yeah it's safe. a lot safer. <laughs> Shot of the flare. He fell off the dock. Uh. <laughs> Do we want to talk about cabins and camps, or we want to talk about camps then cabins? Let's. I mean, I think we can go. Let's just treat them as one category. Okay. Okay. Because I do have a very. Because uh, there's only two movies in the camp category, I think. Really. Sleepaway Camp and Friday Thirteenth. Yep. Those are the two. And Sleepaway Camp is kind of shit. So let's just talk about Friday the (laughs) Thirteenth. I remember yeah. being surprised by Sleepaway Camp when I saw it. It was a, that's a good dick segue. Sorry, we're spoiling. It is a good are, dick segue. We're spoiling Sleepaway Spoilers. Camp, but <laughs> the uh, spoiler. 
the horrible ending is transphobia. <laughs> yeah, that's transphobia is the real monster in this film. The real monster turned out to be episode. a woman with a penis. <laughs> Like, I'm so threatened right now, bro. I'm like, you know, like a shitload of people are dead. Maybe you should be worried about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although, yeah, I mean, I, it's a surprising twist ending. I was definitely like, I didn't think I was going to see a dick and a severed head in the same. And like, that's the end. Just real quick. I'm sorry, since we're talking about dicks and horror movies. Dude, Years dude. ago, actually, when I was at the beach and I saw 28 Days Later for the first time, I was in high school. And uh, it was so awesome and, you know, (laughs) genre-breaking and amazing. We we saw it at the beach, and we were in South Carolina near uh, Folly Island. And we were leaving the theater. And this redneck guy was walking out with his girlfriend. All he said was, well, I didn't need to see no dick. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's the beginning of the movie. Two hours ago, man. And he'd held on to it that long. He, he was really upset and challenged. And I'm like, dude, it wasn't even hard. Calm down. Yeah, it was a little, like, it was a fucking wide shot of it, a little cheese doodle. Like, what do you give a shit? He was asleep, for God's sake. He was in a, that was a coma dig. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I will say, though, that I have a friend, and whenever we talk about zombie movies, she's like, what's the one with the guy with the dick? The guy with the dick. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's how you know the movie made an impact. She was yeah. like, she was like the British Dick zombie movie. I was like, the right. British right. Dick zombie movie. <laughs> that just shows you how painfully rare uh, full frontal male nudity is. Before. And good, good yeah. on Killian Murphy <laughs> for blessing us with his, uh, with his cack. But then Game of Thrones came out, and then now it's expensive. <laughs> it's wagging that shit all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's a different age, man. Yeah. Anyway, camps, camping. Friday uh, right the Thirteenth. That's that's a really suspenseful movie i really I, love it i love that movie mm-hmm. like it's it has it's not too exploitative like it's 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 exploitative but it's not too awful to where you can't enjoy it and it has the the harbinger who's like you're all doomed yeah you're doomed rides doomed. his bike away changes yeah yeah doomed. yells doomed <laughs> over his shoulder riding his bike <laughs> And then later, they cross-fade to him saying doomed. Like, ten minutes later, you're like, yeah, we remember the doomed guy. <laughs> yeah, like, and I, what I really love in that movie is just all the the shots at night and just the sound of night birds singing and, and soft rainfall and just like, oh, that shit's just great. It's just... I love that the protagonist is basically, you're like, she's fucked. And then she turns, she just does like a 180, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. So it has keeps like turning twi- that shit around. That has a twist ending in terms of her power and, uh, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Watching a double feature because it's actually pretty short if you can catch it. One and two, it's pretty fun. And, and two's, two's not bad. It has a guy get beheaded who's on a wheelchair, so I feel like it's and progressive. And it shoved down stairs. Yeah, it's got that going for it. And the harbinger gets killed in it, which was, you know, weird. But yeah. I guess, I guess being a harbinger doesn't make you exempt from, you know. Yeah, I, I guess all the people it kills kind of is a little disappointing because you're like, you can't kill the harbinger guy. Also, He's... okay, just real quick, I want to say my big problem between Friday the 13th and Friday the, th- the 13th Part 2. So we see Jason. I think the magic of the first film is like, is Jason real or not? Is she just yeah. hallucinating that kid? The second movie's like, no, he was real, and now he's a big dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, he still doesn't have was, the mask. 
Uh, well, he's got yeah, he's got like a like a sack over his head. But I'm yeah, like a corn feed it, sack. On he his went head. from being a scrawny ass little kid to like, did he have a montage where he was just like, you know? They should we should make the Freddy or the Jason movie where he gets ripped. Yeah, yeah, and where just he gets jacked as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. drinks protein shakes and eats raw eggs and eats five was. dozen eggs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before he becomes so. Gaston. Yeah. Those yeah. are the only camp movies I can think of besides Wet Hot American Summer, and that's not a horror. It's movie. not a horror, no. But um, well, you just, didn't you see uh, the Burning? Yes, I've seen the Is Burning. Is the Burning good? I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, it's it's yet another take on Cropsy. Mm-hmm. I think there's four or five. Wait, I saw that. You did. It's a dude kills people with uh, shears. Good. Yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah. You'd say. Okay. I would put it solidly in the not great category. I don't know. If you're bored. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I would also say that Ernest, go- Ernest Goes to Camp is just not a horror movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. I wouldn't even bring it up. Yeah, I wouldn't. A, up either. On this, like if, our, if I had a podcast about horror movies. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Mention it. Tom Savini did not do Friday the 13th Part 2 to do The Burning. Oh. Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I, I will say the, the kills shit. that I have seen were pretty satisfying. So. Yeah, I mean, it's very similar to Friday the 13th in a yeah, lot of ways. Yeah, it's the origin story of, like, a, right. um, they all did something shitty to this dude, so then they right, felt bad right. about it. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to camp, though, I... Camp Nowhere? No. Deliverance? Sure. Um, um, I actually have not ever seen not a it. not a camp deliverance is good man you should watch it um it also I think has a it's it's more thriller than it is horror, horror but it right. has but it has an ending that I would say is very tonally similar to Friday the 13th and Lila you know what I'm talking about with the 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 like the thing under the water mm-hmm. it's uh Everybody remembers Deliverance for like, oh, backwoods rapist rednecks, which, yeah, that's in there and it's upsetting, but there's a lot more to it than that. It's all about what can you live with? Right. Um, it's good. Yeah, you should watch it. Okay, we'll so if we're going to move from tents Out. to cabins. Mm-hmm. Pretty much got to mention the cabin movie or the cabin movies. There's, Yeah. Yeah, pretty much two. That I, yeah. There's two. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd just say Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Evil, Evil Dead, Dead yeah. Yeah, I mean, romantic getaway gone pretty much as badly as a romantic getaway could go. Yeah, that uh, one could have been a romantic comedy, but then, nope. <laughs> Except for and, the damn uh, Necronomicon. It would be awesome if, like, you had a filter on a romantic comedy that put the Necro- Necronomicon on there and turned everything what into it Deadites. Yeah. <laughs> what would uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days be like, but with Deadites? Right. <laughs> um, it would be solid to hear Matthew, Matthew McConaughey read from the Book of the Dead. <laughs> I, I didn't watch much of the Ash versus uh, the Evil Dead show, uh, but one line no I do... Cabin in that. Uh, no, no, but there is a, a part where he references. He's like, "Yeah, then a, my dead girlfriend came back to life, and she did this weird dance." <laughs> oh, sweet. Hey, yeah. yes. do, you, do you think that just off the cuff you could give us Matthew McConaughey reading from the Book of the Dead? Yeah, what would that even Let's sound see. like. Well, I don't, we don't I, know. All right, no one knows. Oh man, well, just open this thing up here. See what it looks like. All right. Uh. Uh, what's what's it? What's a word? What are the words? 
Klaatu, Verata, Nick uh, Klaatu, Verata, Nick Two. Klaatu, Verata, Nick Two. All right. <laughs> I don't know. It's very <laughs> Bill Clinton. I don't know. Yeah, but it's good. <laughs> it was solid. You capture how he doesn't jump right into anything. I'll have to workshop like. that. Yeah, <laughs> workshop that. Thank you. I know that was putting you on the spot, but I appreciate it. Nice. Could you add, right. nobody's going to lose me in 10 days? <laughs> Maybe. That doesn't make any sense unless they were listening to the podcast. So Right. The so, the Evil Dead series, or Evil Dead 1 and 2, <laughs> and then Cabin in the Woods. Obs. We've talked about it a bunch. We've talked we, we about have it. mentioned it, and I think we should talk about it more in the future. And I'm so. sure we will, but it is... It's Obviously, it fits in this category. Yeah, and it, it very. I think this would be a good segue into this other thing I do want to mention. Except um, wait, I have one more. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Tucker and Dale. Oh, Tucker and Dale. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a that's a very good mention, and it's also good, like it's a good trope subverting addition mm-hmm. to this category. Yeah, yeah. And I I'll watch anything Alan Tudyk does. So. All these kids have been killing themselves on my property. Well, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I haven't seen Tucker and Dale in a while, but yeah. You know, if he was that's... in that Piranha movie, he would be Alan Chudick. Alan <laughs> Chudick. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> I'm you, sorry, I, meant, oh. I haven't seen half of the shit you've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, just, just this one thing I want to talk about. Wait, wait, will... what does it involve? Is it any of these categories? Yeah, it's sort of all of these categories, you know? Because I, I mean... have another, like, pretty much cabin, woods type oh, movie. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. That is regarded as a very good movie that I do not like. What is, what is it? that? The Descent. I don't like The the Descent either. Thank like you. Cabin Cabin this movie. It's a cave it, movie. But they are, they start they are on, they are... on this break. Yeah. All these women yes, and it's supposedly around where I live somewhere. Maybe that's why I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it they just like they're like, oh no, it's a cave full of Voldemorts. Like you know, ooh. I liked it. You liked it? Why? It was okay. I don't know. I mean, I was. I don't like the feeling of claustrophobia that it put. Like that's what I don't like about caves, where the one lady gets stuck. Mm, uh, yeah, that, got that is freaky. So, caves are inherently freaky. I was tense at that juncture, and then after that, I didn't. I don't know. It wasn't great, but I liked it. But okay. it's it's considered to be a very good scary movie, and I just have never agreed with that. No, everybody, yeah, everybody's like, "Wow, that movie's so underrated." I'm like, I think it's no, it's pretty fairly rated. Like it's fairly <laughs> rated. It's uh, decently rated. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I just wasn't impressed. I will I say that the non-American ending is better. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's like you're even more fucked than you thought you were. Yep. Um. Yeah. I'm and I'm usually a fan of a grim ending. So. Okay. And speaking of, of Grimm, uh, and real quick, you mentioning that made me think of uh, a movie I totally forgot about, which was The Ritual. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. That's solid. Uh, have you guys seen that? Yeah. I don't know. Is it a, win- a summer movie? I don't really think so. No. But yeah. it is a movie it's about good. vacation, but it's a vacation they feel compelled to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought I'd mention it since it had camping in it. You didn't talk about Phantasm, and you said you were going to. I'm I'm building up to it. 
You didn't oh. talk about Candyman, and you said you were going to. I never said I was going to talk about Candyman. Oh, that was that was me. Sorry. <laughs> you said you were going to take me fishing, and we still haven't gone. <laughs> <laughs> Barry says a lot of things he doesn't mean. Um. Okay. So in studying this, I noticed this trend. A lot of these movies, a lot of these stories, really do center around summer break kids the sense of freedom of like not being like held in school or you know the house like you have it, it's the first amount of freedom that is afforded to us in our youth and it's maybe it it's that that you know makes it such a nostalgic wonderful time for us would you guys agree with that yep yep cool so that takes us into the kid sleuth territory, the Scooby Doo territory. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. The Stranger Things. The, the, uh, exactly. The, the it's the, the it's uh... the Stranger Things. The Super Eights. Um, I'm even gonna take it so far back and say something wicked this way comes. And um, the quest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The quest. The good. Quest. Yeah. Good underrated pick from. I Lilo. forgot about the quest. Mm, Stand well, by me. Stand, yeah, see, uh, it, it's like most of these stories, and this this ties back into what I was saying earlier about that trope of kids noticing the monster first, being the first ones to see it. Yeah. And I think there's something, because summertime is, a, it, it's just chock full of imagination and wonder, it's also like a time for you to kind of scare yourself and have fun scaring yourself a little bit. Um, staying right. up late, watching a movie that you shouldn't be watching, or like reading a scary story. Like Leela, didn't you tell me that you found a copy of The Stand out in a out in a garage, or something? Is, that is correct. In the fifth yeah. grade. Wow, fifth grade. <laughs> Damn, mm-hmm. that's amazing. And that I think it explains story. a lot. I think <laughs> I think it explains a lot. But yeah, you know, just the sense of like there's freedom but and you can you know kind of explore things and explore your imagination but sometimes that can have scary results so i think all these stories um i what i did notice is like okay so we talked about cabin in the woods and kids going in like older kids college kids high school kids they go out and they want to party they want to get laid they want to like you know they're they're get really the pickle brined Get the dill pickle brined, exactly, uh, as as no one says. <laughs> um, uh, those kids are like really jaded and disillusioned, and they're they're more they have more self interest. They're becoming adults. Yeah, they're becoming shitty adults. Is basically yeah. what's happening, and it's very sad. Um, did either of you read Black Hole by Charles Burns? Fuck yes, yes. So you know the it's the the graphic novel where it's like there's this weird alien std that makes you subtly change into some kind of monster it's really just about people being these kids being horrible to each other and just growing up into a world that seems really sad and gross indifferent indifferent to them and indifferent to your suffering yeah yeah so it's not i wouldn't say it's a depressing story like there's also like a whodunit (laughs) there's yeah it's not all that um but I guess my point then is that usually in horror movies, they talk about in Cabin in the Woods, it's like they're punished for being young. Like it's it's the adult world wanting to sacrifice them and hate them for being young or beautiful or what we see as, you know, like a- applying those puritanical standards to what we consider young adults. But before that, 
with the younger the kids seem to be in these stories, they have a stronger moral compass. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like they all yeah. they're always better than, their, like than it, their high school counterpart. Like it kind of sums it up in a really good way where they notice the indifference of the world around them. The the parents, all the adults, like although the town is under the spell of the creature, it is really just like a sort of a parable for how there's a tons of fucked up shit going on in the world, a bunch of world problems that aren't getting solved and the parent and the adults all just live in it. And, right. Yeah. And yeah. the kids are like, "Why? They're the they're all the they're all the dog with the this is fine." Yep. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and the uh, the kids are all like uh, the elements of social change are malleable and right there in their grasp and why not? And but they can't do it because they're not physically and uh, old enough to you know make the change that they feel is obviously needed. Uh, yeah. Be it, you know, we need to address, like, the horrors of climate change, or there's a giant interdimensional clown that eats people, like, living in our sewers. Whatever the problem is, it's the youngest kids who who see it more clearly. Yeah. So, yeah, um, and that brings me to Phantasm. Phantasm, I think, is an interesting example because it's this intersection of age between, uh... You have the younger brother and the older one, right? The like they've they've lost their parents, and the the villain of the film signifies death. He's a he's a mortician from another world. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's sort of a a, a creature version of yeah the the death that took their parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have this older kid who wants to get out of town. He wants to do his own thing. And then the younger brother who is still a kid. Uh, and he's sort of straddling that line where he's being forced to grow up. And I, I don't know. I think Phantasm is an interesting intersection. Even the even things. the silver ball enemy is sort of like the gruesome realization of embalming. Like it's like embalms people in real like it drains them of all their blood through a siphoning method yeah uh, yeah and uh just is a it's just sort of a horror nightmare version of like lose you know them losing their parents and them like thinking about all the things surrounded around that but, yeah yeah and and ultimately in the end of the movie when it's like uh his brother he has that reggie has that line where he's like the tall man didn't kill your brother he just died in a car accident he just he just died yeah like that's it um it's trying to tell you yeah that it's just yeah that's just life you know that's just yeah so and also you consider something like the lost boys the older brother he's falling in with a bad crowd he's basically getting into drugs and the younger brother uh and his friends they're the ones that clearly see the problem and clearly see what needs to be done yeah um also a summertime movie Fuck yeah Good call. okay so that's pretty much all i had to say about that any additional thoughts, y'all? Uh, I just want to throw in some honorable mentions of uh, Candyman and Summer of Sam. I think Summer of Sam is its more of a thriller, mm. but it is really set in the... It's a Spike Lee movie set around the, the time of the killings of the Son of Sam killer. Uh, although he doesn't personally attack any of the main characters of the film. It has a good... Spike Lee made a point that is like, there's just this incredible heat wave in Brooklyn that drove everyone crazy, and that's all he was really trying to document. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, the, yeah. the conditions setting the tone. Yep, for, uh, totally. So, yeah. 
right. So I would add eco hippie that I am. Mm-hmm. I would add the bay. Oh, cool. And long weekend. Nice. I thought you were gonna say prophecy. <laughs> and you know I'm legally. What is long? What's long weekend? Much as often. I, I should have added prophecy because I love it. And there's camping. True. I should have added uh, that. We didn't have a section for glamping, but maybe that'll come later. <laughs> <laughs> so long weekend is about a couple who go camping on a beach. Nature kind of is not cool with it. And the, I mean, like the the tagline is their crime was against nature. Nature found them guilty. Nice. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that really does, I think, get to the heart of like um, well, they, a good they... summer thing. Right, yeah. they disrespect nature, they kill a man, a dugong, they have insecticide, all sorts of stuff, and, and nature gets pissed. So, I really like Nature Striking Back movies. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah and the yeah. bay is, like, nice and gross. God, the bay is so fucked up. <laughs> it's, it's a, a, that's a rough one. It's it a, is. it was good. Yeah. Those yeah, I think. Entries. So, okay, so let's see. We're going to set up a big inflatable screen in a field and we're going to invite our friends to a summer horror movie party mm-hmm. we're going to show three films yeah what films showing jeff oh man we got to show jaws i mean okay. mm-hmm. uh i my pick deadly spawn whoa that one we yeah. didn't talk about yet oh uh, deadly spawn is amazing it's one of is this the... a curated event or are you just playing three random movies ira i feel like uh, i don't care i'm showing whoever i can deadly spawn okay. um also it uh, is another good instance of the younger kid being in the know and his older brother denying the existence of the monster even when it's crashing down his door to eat him alive oh, uh, man you know what i would play now maybe what's that burbs maybe <laughs> burbs also a good choice <laughs> movie i've ever also seen. a good summer movie yeah, yeah yeah no lila what would the third movie be the third movie would probably have to be evil dead too okay cool. yeah yeah always fun always fun i feel like that's good because like that's a, a good late night one and jaws right? opens the night all the kids can leave after that right right jaws is like a family movie in our book yeah pretty much <laughs> i mean compared to evil dead 2 and deadly spawn i feel like evil dead 2 on a big screen outside might be a little too wackadoo <laughs> for me a bit much yeah yeah, yeah. i don't think yeah. i've ever considered that all righty it's a oh. screen baby I, I think i think we should end with a group rendition of holiday road oh. uh, should it start it off uh Holiday bro. Wait, you're just doing that part? You're not doing just the that whole part, yeah. Oh, not the I found out long ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh well done. Good job. Yep. <laughs> okay. Pop quiz pop <laughs> Who wrote? Holiday Road. Um, that would be Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> that would be I have no. <laughs> Lindsey Buckingham. Who is that? Fleetwood Mac. Oh, for, really? Uh, for fucking real? Cool. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsey Buckingham is. And instead of that song being the last song that we play, can it be uh, 
Rhiannon if I play it back. <laughs> that was at our witch show. Oh, damn. Um, can it be? Let's have a... She rings like a bell in the night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe there's another good... Uh, no, I got nothing. What's a good summer song to close on? Uh, let's just end the podcast here, and then we will have a good one. We'll figure okay. it out. We can figure fix it, it in post, Jeff. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Don't go in the water. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>